February, uh, near 50 degrees outside. Can't complain about the weather at all. And then once again, thanks again for joining us here on the Zone Sports Network. A lot to get to on this Saturday afternoon. We'll be with you until 4 p.m. Talking a lot of Utah Jazz basketball today, as well as a top 25 showdown in Provo tonight between BYU and Gonzaga. We're going to be, I think, the two dominant storylines of today's show, just giving you guys a roadmap of where we're going today. You'll hear from guys like Travis Hansen, former BYU guard. He was on with DJ and PK earlier this week. Jake Toulson as well, uh, BYU senior guard. He spoke one-on-one with PK earlier this week about what it means to him going into senior night tonight against Gonzaga. So a lot to get to on today show and of course we'll have everything covered for you here. Uh, let's start off this first segment. Uh, we're going to start off with the Utah Jazz last night because it was a disappointing I guess is the easiest way to say it. The Utah Jazz just how they came out of the All-Star break last night dropping a 113 to 104 game to the San Antonio Spurs. And I know a lot of people want to blame the, uh, the the uniforms, the gold uniforms, the statement edition uniforms, whatever they call them. I get why people would want to blame that, but that's not the reason for this loss. Uh, and Brian just gave me a look, our producer today. What, what you talking I about? thought that uniforms miss shots all the time, Jake. <laughs> they do miss shots. Come on. Well, the fact of the matter is, in those uniforms, the Jazz are now 1-8, and eight, if I'm not mistaken. So the record's not great in the uniforms. And I tweeted out yesterday that I actually thought it was kind of a bold move for them to wear those uniforms the first game out of the All-Star break after having not worn them since, I think it was December. It's the last time they had worn them. And, hey... There might be something to that, but the Utah Jazz just struggled in general last night. Two guys in particular that I was disappointed with just looked kind of discombobulated early on in this game, didn't necessarily bring their A game in their first game back, included Boyan Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell. I thought both of them had their had their issues, and Adrian Lizer, obviously, the game... <laughs> The game night producer for the Utah Jazz. He has a keen eye on all things going on with this team. And Adrian, I said right off the top here that this game last night, speaking of the Spurs Jazz game where the Jazz lose 113 to 104, I use the word disappointing. Is there another word you would use in terms of the result of that contest? Uh, if you're uh, like a fan of the team, disappointing, I think it's the perfect word. Okay. Uh, for me, I was surprised, but also like. It was just so ugly. It was ugly, yes. There's no doubt about that. The Spurs looked good, and the Jazz didn't. Yeah. And, you know, it was just right off the top of my head. I was just sitting there the game like, man, they're torching them from three. But they really didn't. They hit two. Mm-hmm. Or they hit ten. But yeah, they had, But that was right on their average, right? And Because uh, they, they make about ten a game. But the mm-hmm. fact that they killed them in the mid-range and then were able to hit timely three-pointers. And the Jazz just didn't, I don't know. They didn't put up a fight at all. Yeah, and they got it within a couple, and yeah. then just let the the. I think they got within four. It was maybe? four in the second quarter, and then, and then it was a the, big run. The Spurs yeah. go seventeen nothing to end mm-hmm. the end that half, and then it was just over. Yeah, and teams that are up by twenty in games are like three hundred and twenty something and sixteen. Yeah, it was a wild statistic. And sure, the Spurs have lost the most of those in the mm-hmm. NBA, but it doesn't happen very often. So. No. I don't know. It, it was ugly, and I, I think the word disappointing, I think, is right if like you expect more out of them, which I think a lot of people do. Uh, well, yeah, I think you're right in that regard. People expect this team, they expected this team to come out and play better than they did. There's no doubt about that last yeah. night. And the, the Jazz, yeah, it felt like after they tried to get even that game up in the second quarter, they got within four points, and then San Antonio's like, you know what? 
we're not about this, and the Jazz just wilted from there. It just never felt like in the second half the Jazz were ever going to mount a serious charge yeah. to get themselves back in the game, and that's probably the most disappointing part of it. And if it wasn't for Moutier, like that, the yeah. game wouldn't even necessarily... He had a good game coming yes. off the bench. Mm-hmm. And he was one of two guys, I think, that were positive in the plus-minus. Yeah, plus six, and then Juwan Morgan, plus two. Oh, I, he was oh. in late. I don't really count okay, his so minutes. But, if, uh, okay, if you're not counting him... Moutier is really the only one. And then uh, George Niang was plus one. So he played all right. He hit three threes. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it was just Bogdanovich. I heard you mention it as I walked in Mm -hmm. with 15. Mitchell with 12. The whole, you know, the positive about the way this team is built, Jake, Mm -hmm. is when they win games where one of their players doesn't necessarily step up, is that the idea is that they'll have somebody else do it right if donovan doesn't have a huge game then bogdanovich has generally been there to pick up the slack Mm -hmm. or you know mike conley of late or rudy gobert well last night is an example of when none of those guys have it going that things can get ugly fast and when the offense can't keep up with how their defense is taking a step back that's when the jazz run into trouble because defensively they have not been great yeah, it was he Rudy Gobert last night had his typical had his typical stats. Seven of eight shooting, eighteen points, fourteen but, rebounds. Yeah, but if if but you, they were not impactful. Right. And if you just look at the statue, yeah. like if you don't watch the game, but then if you watch the game, you think of the play where he wasn't even turned around. Exactly. And Royce O'Neal throws in the ball and he's not paying attention and yeah. DeJounte Murray, who had a fabulous game Correct. for the San Antonio Spurs, going twenty three, ten of sixteen, hit only one of those shots from deep. Mm-hmm. And like He's just he was paying attention. The Spurs came out ready to play and the Jazz I mean, they only got eighteen out of DeRozan and fifteen out of Aldrich and just that that final score is not even as close as the game. No, was. It, it was a blowout. There yeah. is no doubt about it. I know you look at one thirteen to one hundred four, and you're thinking, okay, the Jazz put up a fight. It was not that close. No. This was a very deceptive final score line in this game. And you're right, Rudy Gobert put up his stats, but they were not impactful. Yeah. That's the biggest thing about I feel like this game is, you're, yeah, you're right. Normally, you see a guy like Donovan Mitchell. If he has an off night, a Boyan Bogdanovich steps up in that stead. Both of those players looked like they were still on the All-Star break. They just didn't look like themselves in their typical game selves. Yeah, and turnovers, 17-6. to six. That was not good either. The, the Spurs don't turn the ball over, and they caused turnovers last night. And so 17-6 to six is such a large disparity. And there's just, you know, you can – there's just a lot about last night that was head-scratching. Correct. And it was just so ugly that you hope it doesn't – if you know, if you're the Jazz, you just hope it doesn't bleed into tonight. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, do you say let's just burn the film on this one, or do you, <laughs> or do you burn the jerseys? Or you, yeah, or do you get rid of those? The no, just kidding. I'm not getting in on that one. But uh, uh, actually, I was here with DJ last night, and we were just joking. I was like, oh. I was like, is there anything to this jersey thing? It, more of a joke, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, it was just, do you just put it out of your mind, or as a player, does it kind of creep in? I don't know. But their defense hasn't been good, Jake, and I think that's the number one thing. It's true. The, the Jazz offense has not been the issue this season. Yeah. The defense, Last night it wasn't great. It but, wasn't great, yeah. but normally their offense has never been the big issue. It's been the defensive effort yeah. most games and that's last night in particular you're right they got killed in the mid game in, in the mid-range game because you're right san antonio hits about 10 threes a game but they were 10 of 20 last night and every one of those 10 three-pointers felt like it came at a point right. where it was like we're just stabbed you i felt like they like by the end of the yeah. night i was like they only hit 10 yeah it, it, but and it, you're so right about that it just seemed like the timeliness every of them. 10 yeah. of each one of those 10 just seemed like i was like man that's a that's just another yeah, yeah. so disappointing effort 
in particular for the Jazz coming off the All-Star break, considering they'd gone into the break on a very hot streak, those four games in a row, and now they have what might be the bane of the Utah Jazz existence, the Houston Rockets coming into town tonight. Yeah, and uh, uh, Coach Chiesa made a point last night. He said the great teams, they win the game going into the All-Star break, and they win the first game out of the All-Star Coming break. out, yeah. And um, the Spurs did that. And yep. they, they played last night like they meant it. And um, I don't know if there's a hangover effect. I hope not. You would but hope not, yeah. It's it's natural, but if you're a team that wants to be a champion, you kind of got to rise up in moments like that, you know. And uh, they, they didn't look good, but it could have been a 1 of 82 night, Jake. Mm-hmm. But like you say, with the Rockets in town, you got to hope it's really a 1 of 82 night because yeah. you almost have a polar opposite yep. tonight. Oh, yeah. The, We're talking about the, the, the Spurs sm- who yeah. shoot the second to least amount of threes in the mm-hmm. NBA, I believe, and the Rockets who shot uh, like 44 attempts the other night. Yeah, they are the new age of I, NBA basketball. Speaking of the Rockets coming in tonight, they've bought into this small ball. It seems to have unlocked Russell Westbrook and his ability to get going. I know he got ejected the other night in their first game back from the All-Star break, and that was just a strange situation. It was weird. Over. Yeah, it was weird, but... Regardless, the Jazz tonight, Adrian, are we going to see that Juwan Morgan small ball defense lineup more tonight is what I'm looking at. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. And um, what did they do last time? They put Rudy Gobert on Russell Westbrook, Correct. who um, struggled really early in that game because I think he was – and I, I don't want to like try to get into Westbrook's head. He is, yeah. a guy, he is a fiery guy. He plays just – I love – the thing I love about Westbrook is he plays – when every time he steps on a basketball court, he is 100% in on playing a basketball game. Yeah. With every fiber of his being. And that night, you know, he had 39 points. And it started slow, but it seemed like, you know, he was like, you're just going to put a center on me and make me shoot mid-range shots? Okay. Like, that's, like, uh, it was almost like, you really going to try this? And it worked for a bit. It it worked for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and it worked. And um, then he goes out. He takes 33 shots that night. And, of course, the Jazz won that game because there's that exciting boy on Bogdanovich three. But Westbrook had uh, 39. Harden had 28 that night. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and fairly pedestrian for Harden, yes. two of uh, thirteen. He did not shoot well in that game. He didn't really shoot well. It's still at twenty eight points, but didn't shoot well from three. And uh, this is going to be fascinating tonight because I think anytime any team plays the Rockets is going to be interesting. Well, because they picked up Jeff Green, obviously, yeah. and Damari Carroll, but two like former Jazz guys, yeah. But those aren't bigs either. No, there is Jeff Green now the tallest guy on the team. Uh, him or Robert Covington, probably. Yeah, those two and. I actually look at what um, Houston's doing. They've 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 really gone just kind of the avant garde style. Style. Brian says in our ear, Tyson Chandler's on the team, but yeah, he but hasn't he, played in like. Has he been on the court recently? <laughs> like that's the everybody thing. needs a tall cheerleader. Yes, Come on. they true. do need a tall cheerleader, right? But they've just become this avant garde. To his offense. point, he yeah. did play on that final possession. Oh, do they bring him in? In okay. that, because he played how about on this the inbound. How about yeah, this stat line? Yeah. Zero minutes <laughs> minus three, because Sweet. Boyan hit the three. Sweet. How about well, that? Well you done. That's, that a, that a that's a stat line right there, yeah. but you're right. But anyway. You just look at what Houston's doing right now, and they've steered fully into the small ball mentality. They believe that, hey, all of our, all of our shots are either going to be beyond the arc or at the rim. And you know what's interesting about the NBA, Jake, is I, I respect this out of Houston. Do I know if it's going to work to win a title? No. Do I believe it is? Uh, probably not. David Locke's convinced that they're going to go on a tear you, here. And you never know. You have When you have James Harden yeah, and yeah. Russ Westbrook, regardless of what people think of him, 
sometimes he gets 39 points on you, yep. and you need a three-pointer to beat him at the end. Correct. But uh, I respect that they just kind of went with it. Like, there's certain players in the NBA that, like Ben Simmons, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm sure he gets a million tweets a day about shooting a three. <laughs> yes, he does. But you know what he says? He says, I don't do that. I'm an all-star. Yeah. I play my game. I kind of respect that about Ben Simmons yeah. in a way. Like, in a way. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. He is a mid-range throwback. Correct. And that's, and, and that's what he does, and, and it San, works for him. And San Antonio's bought into that right. mentality. And yeah. so I kind of respect guys around the league who do this. And uh, But as far as the Rockets go, you know, they, they've leaned, like you just said, they've leaned 100% into it. They're going to give it a roll. Dan Tony's probably done after this year. You might blow this thing up again. Uh, they came within a, a hamstring, to steal a better phrase, of beating the Warriors. Yeah. And, it, you know, they came just short, and why not? Why not? Yeah. And you see if it works. Yeah, and I we will find out tonight. Adrian, before we take our first break here, I wanted to also talk about kind of the other top story today, and that is still staying with basketball, the top 25 showdown in Provo tonight between Gonzaga and BYU. Cougars. Zags by 30? Well, that's where we're going to find no, out because you, there's some incriminating audio on the line here for Austin Horton. I will say, to Austin's credit, the last three times they've played Gonzaga have been nearly 30-point wins. Well, for the 23 the, earlier this that's season. That's nearly 30. Yeah, but I, I – hey. But I kind of – I, I – Disagree with him, but I get what he's saying because they I, continue I get what he's to saying beat too, BYU. But he has an incriminating audio on yes. the line that BYU will learn by, lose by thirty or more. That tonight. was such a funny segment, and it was that so is funny. that is a that is a big margin, especially it on is. senior night in Provo with BYU, a top twenty-five team. Uh, I can tell you this much: just seeing how many tents have been uh, up around the Marriott Center right now. The crowd tonight in the Marriott Center is going to be insane. Have you ever been so invested in something that you would camp out for it? No. Nope. I, I, I the longest I've ever, and we'll get back to this, yeah. the longest I've ever like sat outside or something uh-huh. is like back when movies didn't have reserved seating. Okay, yeah. Remember that? And yes. you would have to show up. Like I remember showing up for Lord of the Rings like line, two yeah. hours early, mm-hmm. and you had to sit against the wall. And, yeah. you know, like, and they'd be like, this is the line for this movie. Yeah. So, Con- yeah. uh, Johnny says in our Johnny, yeah, he knew, we know, Johnny, you would know better than anybody. Concert tickets in the 80s, you had to wait in line for those, uh, and, and they went on sale. And like waiting in GA, like yes. if you go see your favorite band, if you're in general mission and like i know uh we still see that every so often we here said 21 arena. pilots when yes. they were here they like people love to camp out so that's just an aside i have never been as passionate about something and maybe that's maybe i'm missing something in my life I, but i've never been that i don't passionate. think you are honestly. and it was 10 degrees last night for a low like but two nights ago just looking at how many uh, how many people have been camping out for this game it's a big deal the Marriott Center is going to be packed tonight and there's no doubt about it Gonzaga they very well as Austin has said may, may be the best team in the country they have been very very good this year they struggled in the first half of their game on Thursday against San Francisco but then came out and were like you know what yeah we're over this 24-2 run this game's over and BYU struggled the other night against uh, Santa Clara correct and that so there is some concern that I, I'm not saying that BYU is going to win this game I'm just not convinced that the margin is 30 points. No, I, I think um, I think this is going to be a great game. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion. I think it's going to be how well Gonzaga handles the environment. Yes. 
and the early emotion of everything going on. Because you know when that first three goes down for BYU, that place is going to be insane. Well, and BYU's got to navigate that as well because right. there, there's You're teams right. that always get that bounce from their home crowd and also in that adrenaline rush that starts the game. It actually can force you, it can get you out of your game early on and you have to kind of fight your way back in as the home team. Yeah, and you have to, and so I, I think for uh, Gonzaga, it's about settling into the game keeping it kind of you know get through that initial push of BYU and see what you've got I mean I I, I'm not going to pick BYU to win this game I think they can win the game but I'm sure they could yeah but I'm going to pick Gonzaga to win by double digits I I don't think it's going to be as close as a lot of people think it is it's it's going to be an interesting matchup because BYU struggled shooting the three the other night. Mm-hmm. The, the crazy thing about their stat line from the other night, for speaking of the Cougars, is against Santa Clara, they hit three three-pointers in the game, and not a one of them came from a guard, Adrian. Two of them came from Yoli Childs. The other one came from Colby Lee. Three, And they only got 13 up. Yeah, so they didn't shoot that many in that game. BYU has been one of, if not the top three-pointing shooting team in the country this year. You'd expect that they're shooting only 23.1%. They're going to bounce back a little bit tonight, but I'm not convinced that that's enough because we're talking about Gonzaga with guys like Philip Petrusev, uh, Killian Tilly. They have so much talent on that roster, speaking of Mark Few's team, that BYU is going to be hard-pressed to slow these guys down. Yeah, I, I kind of, my opinion is the in this, maybe it's not like such a hot take, but I think TJ Haas is the X factor. Well, he's tonight. been the X factor the last two games yeah. for BYU to win and those games because I think Toulson and Yoli are going to give you good games because mm-hmm. they always and TJ's been great. Yes, this year, but I, I think certainly he's kind of the X factor yeah. in this game. And you know BYU this year they play an exciting brand of basketball. Um, I I I'm not going to pick them to win this game. I hope it's a good game. I hope it's close. I'm not a super big college basketball guy, guy anyway because mm-hmm. I don't like watching misses all day long and that's kind of what you get yeah and the brand basketball isn't very good in college to me but i understand it's you know it's a byu game the byu fans are gonna love it and gonzaga what do they have up there they don't even have football so they're gonna love it too and it, sh- it should be a fun night in Provo. It, it should be, and that's that's the thing. I think that the crowd is going to make it an electric atmosphere. Uh, the thing about Mark Few, he loves playing games at BYU, and the reason he loves it is because it's the only true big-time environment in the West Coast Conference. It, it creates... Uh, I, I'm with you. It creates kind of an NCAA tournament feel. Yeah, and he's getting his team ready for the postseason here. Yep. They, they want to make a run. They're probably going to be a one seed. If they get downgraded to a two seed, I don't know what they would have will have done to do that because they sh- deserve to be a one seed going into the NCAA tournament. But he likes playing in the environments like the Marriott Center because he feels like he gets his team ready for the postseason because they play a lot of games early in the season, which are big-time environments. But when they get into conference play and you're going to Portland, you're yeah. going to the San Santa Clara's, the, the Pacifics, those environments aren't big time. Marriott Center, Provo, with all the BYU fans that pack into that place, it should be 19,000 people there tonight. That's the type of environment that Mark Few wants his team to experience. And I, I would too if I was him. Absolutely. And well, this is a great, like, as far as this is a great test for BYU, mm-hmm. I think this is a great test for Gonzaga just to prepare them for the rest of the year. They've got correct. one more game after this yeah. as they take on Pepperdine on next uh, Saturday. Next it's a week, Saturday. It's a week out, yeah. Um, but and then we get into tournament play. But yep. it, 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 I think this is a great test for the Bulldogs. And um, I, I like the idea of these teams maybe have to see each other again in a little bit. So well, that's, that's the fun part about I, – I love yeah. – the one thing I do love about college basketball, Jake, is the end of the regular season can be really exciting because a lot of times you have top teams meeting each other in conferences. And then you throw them all in the – 
the uh, the bin and you get them down to Vegas and you make them play each other again. Yeah. And then that heads into the big dance. It's, it's the Gonzaga Invitational, as PK sure. has termed it, because Gonzaga fans show up in droves down there in Las Vegas. They don't. They don't have football. So yeah, I get this that. is their this yeah. is their thing. Well, and see, I compare it to North Dakota State in football. Sure, and they and they. I mean, Spokane. All respect. Well, you want to go. If to you want to go to yeah. Vegas, if you're going to pick a time to go to Vegas, you know this time of year, great time yeah, to head late, down. Late to Vegas. February, early March, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get do out, it. get into the sun, and watch your team that um, has a legitimate chance every single year to win a national title. Yeah, then they, I, you know, that's great. And I know BYU fans travel really well to Vegas as well. Yeah, it will be fun, and that's the thing about BYU. When this team is good, and speaking of BYU basketball, the fans have been slow to show up this season for some of these games. Tonight, though, it's going to be the Marriott Center that you feel the, the, you look back on the time that when Jimmer was really good. Some of those teams when those when that Marriott Center was rocking, that's what I'm expecting to see tonight. And uh, you might as well go because it, there's going to be a dip after oh, yeah. the season's over. So. Uh, it, it, for teams that are like, and we can get into this later, yeah. maybe Jake. But we need to talk about this because actually, I don't think the dips as severe as some some people think it's going to be. Okay, but it, there will be. There will be a dip if you're losing Childs, you're losing Toulson. But you have two guys who are redshirting this year on that BYU squad. One's a former WAC freshman of the year who I think could step into the role of Yoli Childs pretty quickly. Well, that would be huge for BYU, honestly, because. There's kind they, of an expectation that you lose this yeah. many seniors. And then and you're going to have – there will be – I I'm, I'm agree with you. There will be a dip. They're not going to be as good, and we can get into this later. Yeah. But I think that people aren't paying attention to the roster makeup that BYU's got right now. Yeah, and it's hard to, I suppose. It is. To really look at the future, especially when you've got a team that's – they are like they are the makeup of a, a mid-major yeah. that makes a – like a couple game run in the NCAA tournament. That's the way they're looking right now, now yes. And you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. A big man who can score, senior guards who can score. They can shoot the three at a high And you can shoot the three. Those yeah. are the teams that go in that generally, Jake, are like a 12 seed and they upset someone huge. They go Sweet 16. And they go to the Sweet 16. Yeah. BYU's looking at like a 9-8 seed. Well, even better than that right or, now. And maybe, six, seven yeah, seed. and maybe even better. And uh, that's the kind of team. You get a 6-13 matchup and you're looking pretty good. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to find a out a lot about this BYU or squad. Or whatever that is, not 13. It'd be 6, uh, what about 6-11. 6 yeah, 6-11. I was like, that's not right. 6-13, it'd be 4-13. Roughly. Yeah. But Give them a four seed. No, re- regardless, it's going to be, a, I think tonight's going to be a telling uh, game for BYU to see yeah. kind of where they're at. Not having Dalton Nixon absolutely is going to hurt BYU, but if their three-point shooting comes around, like it, it wasn't their Thursday night, if it comes back around where they kind of get that balanced out, could be an interesting game. You uh, you follow college basketball really heavily in the West, Jake. I know you do. Where does kind of if both teams are good, mm-hmm. where does Gonzaga BYU match up as like a, in your opinion, like a rivalry or a good conference matchup against all other kind of Western? If um, if those teams are good. Well, see, the funny thing about the BYU Gonzaga series is it's not it's not a it's not a rivalry in the sense that there's vitriol. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's a rivalry built on mutual respect. Unless the, you're yelling at fans in the crowd if you're one of the players. Oh, yeah, sit your ass down. <laughs> or whatever. It was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Nick Emery. <laughs> That'll be, live on forever. But you're right. But the, I think the thing is with this rivalry, there's mutual respect from both programs for mm-hmm. each other. Whereas if you look at some of the other rivalries, let's say you got an Arizona State Arizona where it's built on vitriol. BYU. Utah. It's built more on the vitriol. The the two programs don't necessarily like each other, if that makes sense. And because I, I, I don't remember who it was, and I wish I could give them credit, but I I saw a tweet that was like, "This is one of the, you know, the marquee like 
Western United States games, but I'm thinking BYU hasn't really beaten Gonzaga, and they haven't been ranked in a decade, so what yeah. makes it like a high It's mark? because BYU's gone up to Gonzaga when they were 29-0, and 0, if you remember, a few yeah. years ago, and they had those papers. The Spokesman Review had the perfect, like they had printed newspapers ahead of time celebrating a perfect season, and BYU's holding up because they became that 29-1. and yeah, like yeah. They, they got the victory, so... There have been games where BYU has been officially just counted out against Gonzaga, and they've showed up and, and won a big game. I'm not convinced that's tonight. I think this is the best Gonzaga team that Mark Few has had, and he's had some great teams in the past. Really? You're up there with the best he's ever had? They're really, really good. They're I watched, really good. I've watched them a number of times this year. I watched that first matchup when BYU went to Spokane, but... I still think that BYU is still going to hang with them tonight. And it's it just the environment alone and this game, I'm hoping it lives up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's always the conversation of why Mark Few, who makes like $2 million a year, why hasn't he tried his, at a bigger program? And I'm thinking if yeah. if money's his most important thing, that's a better question because sure. he could get paid a lot more to go somewhere else. But sure. if you're a one seed – in Spokane every other year, then I would stay there too. And he's an institution there. He, he can't be touched. And I'm sure, yeah, oh, that's the bigger thing. Yeah. You can't be touched because, you know. Yeah. I, it's a, if you, you are Gonzaga if you're Mark Few. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. Well, we'll come back on the other side. You need to get more back into the Utah Jazz. We'll also talk plenty about BYU and Gonzaga throughout today's show as well. A lot to get to and more ahead. We got till 4 o'clock today here on the Saturday show. Thanks again for joining us on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM, and the Zone Sports Network. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store. We've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Back Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Major Lizer here with Jay Catch, Johnny, and Brian behind the glass, steering the good ship today. Um, sorry, I was late. It's okay. But How's the volleyball tournament? Good. I was down at that new Mountain Ridge High School today. Ah, nice. For a tournament, and uh, yes, it is very nice. You're down in my neck of the woods, then. Mountain Ridge is not too far from my home. Oh. It's so far out there. Yeah, it's I mean, that's not where I live. <laughs> due <laughs> respect to everyone who lives out there, but that is Harriman is out there. You're right. It's high. and Mountain Ridge. They're just kind of put in the middle. It seems like they just put in the middle of a field. Well, yeah, you're driving along. I assume there's gonna be tons of houses there eventually. That, that but. Mountain View corridor. If you know, if any of you listening on the west side of the valley, that Mountain View corridor. You're right. If you're driving along, all of a sudden Mountain Ridge just pops <laughs> yep, up. Exactly. Like, oh, hey, there's a school, and there's nothing else around it. Eventually, I think you're yeah, right. It's but a uh, be beautiful school and a great facility, and they were hosting today, and our match went three right when I had to leave, and I had to okay. stay. So, all right. I, but uh, it's a beautiful day today, Jake. It's getting a little warmer. Yep. I love springtime because I. About this time of year, I get so sick of the winter. I'm ready to go golfing. That's just me. Right. And, uh, you know, the days are a little longer now. It's 6 o'clock, and there's a little bit of light out still, so it's nice. That is a positive. Yeah. It's no longer 4.30, and it's dark outside. Yeah. So uh, uh, happy spring almost to everybody. We're almost into March. Correct. It's crazy. Is this a leap year this year? It is a leap year. Oh, my gosh. The MLS season starts next week on leap day. 
Major League Soccer, February 29th. I will give you five minutes of soccer later in the we'll show. We'll get it later. And that is all you get here on... I know. I'm just kidding. Aren't they doing, like, spring training or something? They are. They're actually... They've got their final preseason match today down All right. Well, we'll talk about that later in the show with uh, five seconds of soccer. Five seconds? Okay. Or five minutes of soccer. Are we doing... Are we going to do the 30 seconds of baseball like Austin used to do on the big show? Should we do that, too? Um, We can get into the Astros (laughs) because... We should get into that at some point. That thing... That's a whole technical foul segment in itself. It's true. They uh, have bungled everything. Yes, they have. And so has the so has Major League Baseball. And uh, a lot of things you have never seen out of that sport happening right now, including other players. Players do not take shots at each other in baseball. It is like... What's well, an unwritten code? It's yeah. one of those unwritten rules. You yeah. can do that in basketball. Yeah. You can't do that in baseball. Well, so they can throw a ball at you and yeah. hurt. So Yeah, we're going to see Astros players out there in like full armor. So actually, let's talk about this for a second. Did you see the stat, the over/under on how many times the, the book, the odds makers have put in terms of hit by pitch for the? Um, oh my gosh! No, by the Astros this year, eighty three point five, according to the William Hill Sports Book down there. In Give Vegas. me the over on that. Uh, and so people are wondering, okay, how Jose Altuve is going to break that one. I, I'm, I, I wouldn't surprise me. You're right. They probably wants. He probably want to just. I think a lot of pitchers want a piece of. He's going to want to go the whole. Remember Barry Bonds back yeah. in the day where he were like felt like the whole arm plate he was wearing yeah. to protect that arm. Altuve, you may want to do that. I'm too. not, yeah, and I'm not really a fan of like baseball's brand of justice where they yeah. throw a rock at each other's head. But let me throw a hundred mile an hour right. fastball. At not, you. not really a fan of yeah. that. But that's baseball has always been kind of this league that polices itself a yeah. little bit, and I, I hate the unwritten rules are the stupidest things ever, <laughs> <coughs> and. They exist for a reason, though, Adrian. Well, write them down then. I'm, I'm with you, though. The, the, the I don't nuts. understand why you can't just helicopter a bat after you hit a home run straight <laughs> into center field. Like, just especially if, if I if I'm Jose Bautista and I hit that that shot in yeah. for in the, that for, for the Blue, Blue Jays, Jays yeah. and he got all that grief for mm-hmm. bat flipping, yeah. just hit the biggest shot of your career. I should be able to like do the you know when you hit a putt and you ride yeah. your putter like a pony. I should be able to do that around the bases. You're gonna pull an Adam Sandler yeah. and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> I like it. I just downward rules are so dumb. And then the next, then the some poor, uh, some poor like relief pitcher has to throw at the third baseman and yeah. get in a fight. And it's like, dude, I'm just here to stay in the stay in the majors. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. So. We were going to talk about the Jazz. Let's talk about the Houston Astros. Okay. Why not? Let's All talk. Right. With the Astros right now, they have bungled everything about this PR. Oh yeah, they look nightmare. so and bad. Major League Baseball hasn't helped them at all because you have the you have the commissioner over here calling the World Series trophy, which is aptly named the Commissioner's Trophy, a hunk of metal. Like, dude, mm-hmm. can you guys just bungle this anymore? And you're right. I, I feel like the unwritten rules have almost gone out the window in this scenario, and it's kind of funny to see it because. Baseball, Adrian, in my mind, has needed a reinvention or a reinvigoration of the sport to get younger a younger audience to watch it. And I feel like right now, the I know that Major League Baseball and the Houston Astros are just hating the fact that they are just getting clowned on day in and day out by opposing teams, coaches, managers, yeah. the general public. But at the same time, Major League Baseball has been thinking, Man, we're actually being talked about, and we haven't even started our our, our spring training. Yeah, the the this though, 
I don't. You know the old saying, "Any publicity is good publicity." Correct. Yeah. I'm not gonna go along on this one as it's good publicity because I don't know. Like you said, he is he has handled this so poorly. The whole immunity for the players thing, I thought was. You know, at, at the beginning of this whole thing, Jake, do you remember it was just like, oh, my gosh, they've been caught cheating, right? You know, like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the GM and the... Yeah, Lunau and, and A.J. Hinch A.J. Fired. Hinch, they yeah. get fired, and mm-hmm. the club gets fined $5 million, and you're like, whoa. They, they lose two first-round picks, and the next yeah. two, and they'll be amateur drafts. And, like, you know, the draft is 800 rounds long, so... Yeah, but it, but still, you're like, whoa, yeah. this is whoa, they're really coming ha- hard they got on these guys. Pretty good, and then you start hearing more and more of the stories after he gave everyone immunity, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, he he stepped in this one. Yeah, and Rob Manfred, and that was a yeah. I find that a mistake, and I've heard theories that you know because the Players Association for Major League Baseball is so strong and so powerful, it is obviously because they have guaranteed contracts and all this and. Um, so much money that I've heard theories that you know Manfred didn't even want to go after the players because he was going to lose in like arbitration anyway. But at least you know, even if you know you're going to lose, go for it anyway, dude. Try to suspend them anyway. Then you at least look like you're trying to do something. Don't just say, yeah. "Oh, the players, you're free to just tell me what happened, and we'll just forgive and forget, and this will all be okay." And no one cares about that hunk of metal anyway. <laughs> well, the Dodgers care. Aaron Judge cares about an the MVP. Care, yeah. Aaron Judge cares about his Hall of Fame future yeah. mm-hmm. that he just got, you know, he just got screwed out of. Maybe, you know. I think the most telling thing about this whole s- scenario for me, Adrian, is a guy who should be the face of Major League Baseball, and Mike Trout. He should yeah. he should be the torch bearer for this sport. Oh, uh, that's another problem is baseball their best player plays on a terrible team. But he also he also shuns the spotlight. He it's yeah. not his style. He sure. is he is not a guy who gets in front of the media, showboats around and, and is a walking sound. Possibly the most ride. boring superstar in all of sports. That's a yeah, probably. And nothing against a no, guy who's boring. Nothing, that's just how you are. He's he's an all-time player. But when he is speaking out on yeah. this, because literally, if anybody knows anything about Mike Trout, you know he's a great player if you watch baseball. He is a once-in-a-generation type talent. But he does not go to the media and talk. And right. he's not a bombastic style. It's just not him. But even he has spoken out on the lunacy of letting the Astros players get away with this and not have any punishments. You know, it's now. kind of a – we'll get back to your point yeah. here. It was kind of funny to me. To hear, like, because he never talks yeah. like that, Jake. Nobody knows his voice. And yeah. I thought, when I heard him say, um, imagine me out there being able to know what pitch was coming, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I thought, that's funny because now I know how much Mike Trout thinks of himself a little bit and how good he knows slash thinks he is. It was kind of an interesting, yeah. like a interesting thing into kind of his mindset maybe mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, he's just as confident as any other player out there. Because he's like, well, imagine if I got to see what pitch was coming. He, he you're right. He, he, <laughs> it was a little bit of, it was a little self congratulatory. But he is, he is as good of a player as I have seen in baseball. Might be the best ever in decades. Yeah, I've heard he might be the best ever. There's an argument to be made. Uh, PK likes to bring up the comparisons to Willie Mays, and mm-hmm. I never saw Willie Mays play. I've seen highlights of Willie Mays. The guy I grew up with, and his his career was cut due to injury, is Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. And I feel like Mike Trout is as good, if not better, than Ken Griffey Jr. And Ken Griffey Jr. is the reason why I'm a Seattle Mariners fan. Yeah. And, um, 
it, and to your point, him talking out about and and taking shots at other players. It point what's it's, going on. It's super yeah. interesting because baseball has never really been about like team camaraderie because no. it's really that's really not what baseball is. Everyone wears the same jersey and they're out there. But in my opinion, it's like every, you know, it's however many guys are out there, Jake playing by themselves. Yeah, seemingly, especially at the plate and everything. And and these days, you can't just tell a guy, "Hey, I need you to sacrifice single so that I can." We can get a guy over to second. Like, no, we're only hitting home runs or I'm out of here. You know, I hit dingers. Right. Yeah. And But at the same time as it's always been that way, they've never really gone after each other No, in it, the league. They well, never it, take it, shots at each other. And it goes back to the unwritten rules. Right. But now um, I heard an interview with Tim Kirchgen on uh, – Baseball Tonight? No, I, I think it was the Dan Levitard show. Okay. And he said he's covered this sport for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And he's never seen players act like this in a way where they take shots at each other. And one guy saying they all need to get beat up. The, yeah, well, yeah. Mark, Nick Marquez yeah, from, from the Atlanta Braves. They all they all need a beating over there. Right. Like, Whoa, so dude. You, this is gonna. It's gonna be. Um, you talk about getting high ratings. The beginning of the season is gonna be ratings bonanza because everyone's gonna want to tune in to see. I would have the Houston Astros, the Astros, and how they're gonna be treated by opposing fans, yep. by their own fans. There's a fan suing the club. Yeah, um, you know, and by other players, former Astros players that are on new teams mm-hmm. who have all but admitted that the only one who's really gotten away with it is uh, Garrett Cole, who is at the Yankees, and all the Yankees care about is you know they're just like trying to, well, and, and he's a pitcher, so maybe they think and differently. He also, he, 2017 is the year that they're worried about, and Garrett Cole was not on that right, team. and and maybe he's uh, he uh, you know he's a pitcher, so that's not really. He's not, not really well, yeah, affecting you're, him. You're, you're much not away. seeing Justin Verlander getting lambasted as, right. as much because yeah. this was about hitting. Like mm-hmm. these guys are getting that trash can. The that they're here that you're hearing it was for the hitters for the Astros. I love how high tech we've gotten in this world. We're cheating with cameras yeah. and trash cans and trash cans and whistling. <laughs> Remember, they're like we yeah. didn't we didn't do trash cans. We oh, but the we're, Nationals are like, well, we heard you whistling. So. They're like, oh, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. about that. No, but it, it's fascinating. The whole thing, I think. Manfred has bungled it. I think mm-hmm. Major League Baseball obviously is him, and they, they've all – the PR, the Astros PR, the apologies are – they just don't seem real because I don't think they actually care. I don't believe they care because I think they all believe everyone's cheating, so why not us? And Because we were so good at cheating, we got caught, but we're not giving back. The only thing to do here is take away the trophy, the piece of metal, fi- take away all their World Series bonuses – <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. You're not going to get that. Do stuff you get back, is the like. is the sports death penalty alive in professional sports? No, no. Oh, dang it! It's not. Sadly, make them sit out for a year, but they can't do any of that. Well, stuff. they made the man. They Jeff Lunau, the uh, GM who was the GM of the Astros, and also AJ Hinch. They're serving year long penalties. I think here. they should. The Astros Park should be chained up for a year. Shut. Is it Minute Maid still down there? It may be. I don't know. I used to be Minute Maid if, if, it, if it's not anymore. But you're right. I, it's, it's crazy to see because the unwritten rules in baseball have always said if you speak out and you, you, if you were to go to the media and talk about an opposing team's player, you can guarantee the next time you saw that team, well, guess what? There was a fastball buzzing in your head. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the interesting part about how this is all playing out is because you have – Every player outside of the Astros are all just like cheaters, 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 and they're just sounding off on yeah. them. Because going back to Tim Kirchner's point, he's he's been around the sport for a long time, and I've 
I'm 33 years old. I've been around baseball for a significant period of time, and I've never seen this yeah. myself. It's crazy to see, and man, I don't know where it's going to go. And he's, you know, and Manfred's lost the respect of all his players, yes. and well, not all of them, I'm sure, but he's got to be losing even, some of the owners. Too. Even if you thought you couldn't win, yeah. against the uh, so the players' union. At least you should have tried. It should have been symbolic gestures. It should have been at least yeah. like I'm handing down suspensions, and if they beat me in court, they beat me. Yeah, if they beat me yeah, in arbitration and all that stuff, absolutely. But to let them have immunity and walk scot-free, it's just a bad book. Terrible look. So uh, it's interesting stuff, and I'm sure we haven't even heard the last of oh, this. Oh, no. This it's going to be the story for well, and that's a long the thing. I thought. I feel like Major League Baseball thought, okay, we're going to lay down the law on this. The Astros thought, hey, we're going we're gonna to fire these guys, yeah. and that's the end of yep, it. Yep, and everyone's going to forget about it. And it's been a month long now yep. where it's just, been, it's just only gotten better and better better for us is in the media right, to talk about it. it's been interesting all right coming up on the other side jake how about some technical fouls well that was one technical that was foul. one we'll, we'll come back and we'll uh we'll get some other ones here on the other side this is the saturday show on the zone sports network if you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet that's a technical foul and if you switch the radio to some modern music show that's a technical foul if you touch the thermostat you'll get hit with a bat because that's a technical foul you won't feel my Foul. Personal foul, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Time for technical fouls here on the Saturday show where we pass out some uh, some technical fouls, I guess. Ooh, and I guess people. if you've got a flagrant, you could throw that in there too, Jake. But we haven't. <laughs> I'll give the uh, Major League Baseball all of it. I have a flagrant a f- foul. Well, yeah, Major League Baseball. I've got a self-inflicted flagrant foul we can get to in a minute. Oh, why wait? That's called a tease. There? Yes, let's start okay. there. What'd you do? Did you? No, it wasn't me. I'm talking about an athlete. Oh, because the other week you, although you shouldn't get a foul for it because you fell with your baby in your arms with a pizza and somehow you stood up. The baby was fine and the pizza was fine. My left knee still messed up. Yeah, your your knee was totally jacked up. Like but. legitimately, it is still hurt from uh, that whole incident. No, I, I let's go down to BYU. I don't know if you saw this story. It went viral on social media. Kid by the name of Zach McWhorter. He's a pole vaulter at BYU. Oh, okay. Then I've got another BYU technical foul for us. We got another one. Okay. Yes, but the pole vaulter one, I feel I feel horrible. Anyway, continue. Well. Zach McWhorter, he's actually a pretty accomplished pole vaulter for the BYU track and field team, and he uh, posted a video on TikTok where he was jumping and got nailed in the nether regions by the pole. Come to find out afterwards, it required thir- sorry, not 13, 18 stitches it honestly, to patch everything up. It makes me feel ill. Well, when I saw the video, I doubled over. Yeah. It was just... any. Any man knows exactly what we're talking about, and I think most anybody just in general, you watch that video and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got nailed and 18 stitches to get patched up. And the crazy, I think impaled yeah. is a better word. Impaled, sure. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, his, his dad apparently is a urologist, so he was able to go see his dad essentially and get all everything taken okay. care of. Okay. I need a poll question here. Would okay. you go to your own father in this situation, or would you go to another? <laughs> I'm getting two head shakes in there with the I, thumbs down. I, I would question going to see my own father, I too. would say, Dad, <laughs> give me a uh, referral. I don't want you. <laughs> well, and you, you have family members that are that are. My doctors. mom's a doctor. Yeah. A, well, a she won't see me in a professional manner okay. because she thinks that you know conflict yeah, of interest, yeah, which yeah, I respect. Okay. But there are certain things I don't call my mom about that if I have ailing me. Okay. Because it's 
I don't think I would go see my father, the urologist. I'm just saying. If my mom was a urologist, I probably wouldn't go see her if I impaled myself on a the pole thought, vault. The thought of pole. needing 18 stitches to mm. patch everything up down yonder is Honestly, just it sounds terrifying. like, what sounds worse? Well, getting the injury or having to walk around the next little while with 18 stitches? Oof, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> or trying to just do life like with that cuz like know. for anybody, yeah. male or women or, or men or women, if you get stitches all over, like it's hard to move no matter what part yeah. of the body it's oh, on. Oh yeah. Particularly that part of the body. Yeah. Uh ugh. it yeah. just I watched the video and I was like it made everybody who has seen the video I have talked to has been like it made me cringe because it is just awful. Um, I've got another technical foul okay. on a BYU student. All right, um, this is on. Uh, I don't know if they've released his name, but a Brigham Young University student. They have released his name. Actually, I know where you're going. Um, was caught using underground tunnels to break into the culinary uh, the center, culinary center <laughs> and, food. and steal food. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was. Uh, Dressed up in all black, wore a black mask. Uh, he happened to run into someone. Yeah, on Sunday, this has happened last Sunday, uh, he got arrested. Uh, so he's a 19-year-old student who lives at Heritage Halls, which is one of the on-campus housing uh, communities there at BYU. Most of BYU's campus, if you guys don't know, has tunnels underneath it. That connect I, honestly, I did not know. That was as, uh, like, is it a lot of tunnels? Is it like there... the secret tunnel in the... In the uh, Staples Center, where Chris Paul and the rest of them went through to fight the Clippers. It's like similar. Disneyland Tunnel, <laughs> yeah. There, there are tunnels all over that campus that connect a lot of buildings. Interesting. And this young man was Maybe going- Maybe that's how most campuses he was going are, from, I don't know. He's going from the housing complex to the culinary center, stealing food, and then going back. He'd done it two or three times, got busted by an employee Sunday, ran away, and then they tracked him using his key card, getting back into his dormitory, <laughs> is how they how they got him. So, I'll say dumb criminals for 300 hours. Yeah, Alex. it was not, not, not ideal there, but he got uh, dinged too. Third degree felony, $5,000 bail. Man. Okay, I don't know about a third degree uh, felony. Yeah, so uh, Spencer Taylor is his Maybe name. Maybe you just expel him from school. He's going to get expelled. There's no doubt about third that. Third degree felony. He got a third degree felony burglary charge. How much did he take? I don't know, but to get a felony charge, yeah. you have to do a significant amount of damage. Yeah. Like, so, anybody knows about the legal code. <laughs> yes, uh, that's that's not good, Jake. Yeah, it's not good at but, all. But uh, honestly, crime is wrong. Yeah, it is. All right, I got one more technical foul here. I got one more as well. Okay, I'm going to go quick here. So, uh, luge. Of course, the Winter Olympics, obviously. People that watch luge or bobsled and whatnot, crazy sports because you're sliding down ice at high rates of speed. Which would you rather do, the luge or the skeleton? Head first or feet first? Which one's uh, freakier? Give me the skeleton. I would rather do the skeleton. I, I don't know. Laying on my back, not like kind of looking down. And they always have that that camera yeah. angle, and they're yeah. just like I so just, uncomfortable. I just looking. couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, so apparently the uh, World Cup luge races in Winterberg, Germany, this week. Uh, of course, have, I know this. Have had multiple teams pulling out due to unsafe ice conditions. Team USA has pulled out. Even the German. It's his home turf for Germany. German. Losers have pulled themselves out of this race. What's making them so apparently too warm on no on, on some of these curves? Apparently, they're they're calling it a buildup of too much ice, which is causing a big opportunity to crash. Mm. And you think about it, this is the, the ice on any of these. If you've ever been on one of those tracks, it is harder than anything you could ever imagine. And to land on that going 80, 90 miles an hour, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, remember in was it Sochi where they were worried that like the tracks were melting. 
Yeah, because had, it was too warm in Sochi. Well, if you even go back, the Vancouver Olympics and Luger died after. Remember, he hit that pole yeah. coming off the track. Yep. It's this dangerous sport, and so it's a technical foul on the World Cup here, like the World Cup of Luge, for allowing the ice to get that dangerous. I think you'd have to be a real loser to participate. Ah, okay, ah, all right, ah, 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 all right. Thank you, Brian. All right, Dad. <laughs> um, my last one's on Jason Tatum of okay. the Boston Celtics. He has a very large new tattoo on his back, Jake. He does. It says God's will. Yeah, but, on it, but uh, he forgot an apostrophe. Exactly. So. I'm sure he's going to get this remedied, but yeah, you, it looks you, like just multi, multiple yeah. gods will do something. It's it, well, and that's the thing. I saw all these tweets. Gods will what? Yeah, like what are they doing? Like <laughs> that's like a no regerts tat. Yes, and you can see on his back. There's a nice spot for it to to have an. They should fix it. Yes, yeah, but come on now. Oops. Yeah, and like, how is your like? I mean, I guess as a I don't have any tattoos, but as a tattoo artist, I'm sure you're like, this is what you want, right? Well, and I think you have to do that with a lot of, with a lot of people that come in to get tattoos. Like you have to, you're sure about this, right? Johnny, did you have them double check your tattoos before you got them done? I always have them that checked. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You wouldn't miss a, an very apostrophe. apostrophe that would very mess up. Well, I try not to use anything that I can't spell myself. Ah, see? Ah, there, there we that, go. That I like that. Smart. Well, I want to assume Jason Tatum knows how to spell God's will, but- uh, in this case, alas, alas, a little bit of an error, yeah. and I hope hope it is uh, because of his tattoo artist and not. Hey, it's on his back though, so it's hard to see. Yeah, so maybe but, he didn't know, but but it looks bad. Come on, and now. he's on Instagram bragging about it. Yeah, and uh, oops. So. All right. Anyway, that's going to do it for this segment. That was a good technical foul. We haven't yeah. had one of those in a while. Yeah, and I've got more to add to a, kind of a late in the show technical foul, but okay. it's more. It's going to take place during five minutes of soccer. Okay. Uh, after we talk RSL, Jermaine Jones, former uh, former U.S. national team member, uh, had a lot to say about his experience, and uh, he was one of my fra- my uh, favorite terms. Uh, it's along the lines of uh, "bless your heart." Okay, but. And then you go ahead and... Uh, it's a, it's the whole compliment sandwich yes, type yes, of Yes, yes, yes. I think you read about that. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a compliment before I insult you heavily. So we'll get to <laughs> that. Uh, coming up on the other side, we've got more of the Saturday, uh, Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network.